What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Sunday Sesh. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, we caught up with Grum Knight, one half of the dynamic duo and the man behind the amazing brews coming out of Exit Brewing, as well as Dan Ricard from Calibre Craft Beer Trading Co., the man responsible for bringing some of the best beers in the country to bars and bottle shops in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales. We owe a massive thanks to Jez from Calibre for setting the day up for us and the folks at Brewski for allowing us the use of their function room. Legends one and all. We had a blast. On with the show. So we tuned in to the Mashed In podcast. That was the first time I ever tuned into it. Yep. And the guests happen to be Grum and Fraze from, yep. uh, from Exit. And long story short, it came about that we got dared to wear our name on shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Beer Insider. It's because we, right. we were hacking, yeah, hijacking the comments. Yeah. Steve, yeah. Steve, yeah. Steve. Well, there were several Steves. There was yeah. you, you, you two Steves uh, and also Steve Hendo. Hendo. That's right. And it's like, this is, come on. You can't all be Steve. <laughs> and I think we said, look, if you turn up to Beer Insider and uh, have a T-shirt saying, I am Steve, and um, Nick had to say, I'm not, yep, not, Steve. I'm not Steve. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you got your shirts made up and turned and we up. Did it. So, yep. Yep. And it um, came on. Yeah, that's right. It, uh, it goes to show how far people will go to get a free beer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We spent 30 bucks each on shirts yeah. <laughs> to get a fucking $8 beer. <laughs> well worth it, though. Um, but on that day, we tried a couple of beers that we probably wouldn't have tried. Honestly, no. back then we were pale ale and IPA drinkers and your Saison and the Milk Stout kind of kicked us on down the, the craft path, if we're being I honest. I am glad to assist. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what I've always wanted to do. Like, I actually discovered beer through Belgian styles. Yeah. Um, so IPAs were a late addition to my drinking repertoire. Um, and to have something like a, a Saison and a Milk Stout, it was just beers that I'd come across drinking around the world and gone, yeah, yeah. these are amazing styles of beers, people should try those. Um, and especially the Saison in Australia, you think the weather is so right for yep, Saison. Yep. Um, it's a very that, Australian beer, really. Well, it's not, but you know what I mean? Like A, a very Belgian slash Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got the climate for it, is, yeah. is probably the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that, well, the, other, the other drink that is, they drink a lot of cider in the UK. Okay. And it's like, that's weird because it's cold. I'd, I'd stick with a stout, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. And the truth is, I'm not a huge cider fan, but yeah. it was... When, when looking at the market, you go, why doesn't cider sell more here? Yeah, fair enough. So, um, Are you, I know you, you brew out of Victoria, but have you always been in, in Victoria? Are you born there? Where, where'd born you come from? Born and grew up in Victoria, yep. Um, yeah, right. Eastern suburbs from Lilydale Way. Lilydale? Lilydale. Uh, and now I live down in Frankston, which is a okay. very classy suburb. <laughs> so, um, and we grew out of Dandenong. I'm, I have a habit of picking the best suburbs. So I'm all over it. Frankston's along the lines of... I'd probably put it with Kip Kabulcha. Really? Yeah. So you live in an awesome spot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. We, we can add to that out, <laughs> yeah. right? Nah. I will. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about that. Will. It's still sober, Steve, you're talking to at the moment. You, you probably don't know anything about the legend of drunk yeah, Steve. He's <laughs> like Dr. Jekyll and drunk Steve. It's, yeah. I'm like, um, sober Steve, he, he's, he's an all right guy. Drunk Steve is really fun and he's loose <laughs> as he says anything. And Doug, like, well, sometimes it just... Bleh. But most of the time, that's what it ends up as. How, how, how many Corbin D's to get to? Uh, Probably one more. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit dehydrated after that walk. So. <laughs> and then, so we, we have the best time recording these podcasts. Say the funniest that we think the funniest things. And then the dickhead sober Steve comes in and edits all the good bits out. <laughs> so we've got a lot of, yeah, a lot of cuts and, yeah, deleted scenes. That, yeah. You should live stream. This version, and uh. then put the other version to... Yes! <laughs> yeah, the not, not safe for children version, and then... Yeah. If I started every podcast drunk, I'd live stream everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're up in Brisbane. We love it. You are up here for an event last night? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're at Scratch last night. Um, I love Scratch. It's a great bar. Always uh, supported us and been great people. Yeah. Um, so, we had a... Well... Probably still on is a single keg of the Nipah, uh, only one in Queensland. The last keg of the barrel-aged milk stout, mm. done out of um, Mount Lungy PX barrels. 
um, and then pale and something else. Maybe. Seriously, need I'm, to do that one. I'm glad it's only a two-minute scooter right away because that's where we're going next. Yeah. 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 yeah, anyway, you got off the plane pretty much and went straight to BrewDog, yeah? That is true. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah. Uh, Goes right? Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I've BrewDog was one of my gateway breweries, effectively, because um, I got into beer through Belgian-style beers, so hence the Saison and things like that. Yep. Um, and Hoppy styles of beers, American style beers, was later to my drinking journey. Okay. Um, and yeah, BrewDog was one of the ones uh, that when I was living in the UK, people go, oh, you should try this one. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I guess one of my uh, revelation beers was 5am Saint. And that was because I went to the brewery in Fraserborough, which is uh, yeah, nowhere Scotland, and um, had it at a bright tank from one of the brewers. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this, we're releasing this beer. You should try it. So, uh, and loved it. Fell in love with that style, and that's kind of where the uh, well, this, the amber we do is an American hopped amber, and that style was based on right. love of the style. So I listen to all the podcasts because I'm a no. beer podcast tragic. You're a beer nerd. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it. I've heard. Oh, I want to say I want to say I've heard every podcast you've done. Always talk about the Europe thing. I think he's stalking you. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, it's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you went to Europe, were you into good beer? Uh, not really. No? Well, yeah, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the availability of good beer wasn't there. So Yeah, right. Um, what was going to the pub was you've got the choice of VB and Carlton Draft. Right. So I went off beer. I started drinking wine. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, what, 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 like, era, year, we talking here? Well, 90s. Oh, like, shit. Late 90s. Yeah, right. Um, and then went to America, and there was some, but it wasn't prolific, prolific then. Mm. So there's a few microbreweries and interesting beers. Yep. Um, and lots and lots of shit beer. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it wasn't really till Europe around 2008 that, I guess... Even um, ales were interesting. It's like, oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to the pub in, in the UK and it's like, well, you can have Foster's or Stella yeah. or an ale. It's like, hey, I'll try an ale. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. And yeah, interesting styles and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, didn't, um, didn't really invoke a passion like the Belgian beers did, okay. um, but was appreciated, I guess. Yeah. Um, but not just all light lagers like we had here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. You're still a wine fan? Uh, yes, but not as I still I prefer beer now. I've gone back, yep. the, and there's so many. Um, I guess the range of beer is so huge. Yeah, you can have sour beers, stouts, mm-hmm. hoppy yeah. beers, pilsners. Yeah. Um, so I think beer meets more um, requirements than wine. Yep. Absolutely. Like a wine, yeah, that's great. It's what it is. Um, and I appreciate it, but I think the beer just ticks so many boxes. You can you can have any beer to do anything. Yep. So. I can say, have you got any inspiration to, to blend the two together to make a beer? Like uh, local brewery Hop here, Nation. Ether, did Hop, a, yeah. Yeah. a, yeah, the Pet Nat Sour. Uh, no. I think you've arrived the at your destination. The, the, short <laughs> answer, the short answer is no. No? Uh, um, yeah, and like the like Hop Nation to do a great job of it, and they've got a winery background, and um, the space we have doesn't really suit itself to a barrel room. And, yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got it. We've got like we did the double milk stout in barrels. We we've done some apricot sour in barrels. Okay. And bread infused it. That'll be out Ooh. probably in about a month. A oh, so that's <laughs> the one you've got in the cans now. You've just yeah right. It's been in barrels for five months here. Okay. Um, and yeah. Can I ask what sort of barrels? Uh, the same PX barrels that the double milk stout was in. Okay. Um, but we nice. also we did um, uh, infuse it with bread when we yeah. barreled it. So um, yeah, it's gonna ha- it's it has got that nice funk to it. Awesome. Yeah. Rounds yeah. like the soundness really well. So okay. uh, I tried it on Thursday before I came up here. Mm. And I was like, yeah, it's close. So oh, that'll be out soon. So. Canning it and releasing it up here as well. Uh, we probably won't can it. We oh, won't okay. we won't run bread through our canning line. Oh right. So oh. It'll be yeah, a, keg, yeah. a keg only release. Um, but yeah, lim- very limited. And is the scratch going to get some? 
<laughs> I'm asking questions you can't answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, let's say yes. Yes, so yeah. <laughs> sure. Everyone's just going to turn up anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, if the Scratch wants one, they have one because, yeah, they've supported us brilliantly. So they're the people we would like to repay by going, like, it's a very exclusive beer. There's only going to be a handful of kegs. Yep. <laughs> so someone like those guys, if they want one, they can have one. Wicked. Pretty much. Yeah, right. Dan, is that all right? Right, so, so. Dan's going to make it happen yeah. <laughs> and thanks for that prompt uh, so yeah Dan Dan from Calibre is going to join us hello yay <laughs> insert cheering and clapping yeah. <laughs> save you sitting on the couch by yourself then. <laughs> I've got a beer I'm all good You're all right. <laughs> so how do you go from just loving what you're tasting to going I'm going to make a brewery Long story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got time. And, well, I guess it's a different, uh, it was a different time back in 2014. Uh, and probably 2010, probably when we were thinking about it. So it was basically, I'd worked in IT for nearly 20 years yeah, and didn't want to do another 20 years. Effectively, it's like, yeah, here's my life, what am I going to do? So I looked at my passions in life, um, hobbies, and yeah, it had become over the years coming up to it beer uh, and so beer tourism was a you know big thing through those years we would go to Belgium we go to um, Netherlands we go to America and you know, travel around and drink poor bugger yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. what a hard life yeah. <laughs> um, and that's yeah I guess that's the it was a passion yeah. and just decided that a brewery is a great idea yeah. and we should do it and so basically from that decided I'd teach myself to brew mm. so you we, weren't a home brewer at first no, no I, I, just... I brewed because I loved the beer I didn't think the process was something that would be a, a necessary hobby of mine yep um, but I, I do love the process um, mm. so it was basically I did um, two extract brews um, brought a bought a Cooper's kit in a box and brewed that <laughs> and it's like yeah, that was interesting um, and then over there we got a Belgian double which was my favorite style of beer at the time and brewed that and I was like yeah it was alright and then went straight to Allgrain and then tried to brew an IPA which was terrible um, yeah. so we, we, we effectively bought too much hops and just chucked them all in the kettle and, yeah. and then learned that that's not what you do and um, so um, yeah, over, yeah, over was probably four or five years um, did a lot of brews and then ended up my wife's um, from Ireland so when we were, the plan was to move from the UK back to Australia and in that I said we'll go to the UK and spend a year with your family and um, we had our son at the time and, um, you know get a little bit of family time over there yeah. which was great but it was also a year where I didn't work I just brewed yeah right and, and made friends yeah nice. imagine living in Ireland making beer <laughs> 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 Um, so yeah, basically just made lots of beers, like weekly, um, made a few brews and yeah, yeah, just right. practiced the, the art, the style and learned as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then came back and started through the, uh, the Cavalier, um, Breeding ground. Up, <laughs> yeah. uh, along with the, uh, the likes of, yeah, Brewcult, Kaiju, Hop Nation. Yeah. The Caliber uh, Rocket. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I read somewhere and I'm going to mess up the name the, I want to say Red Willow or something some some UK brewer that taught you something about making the brew kit you were using um, they well, yeah we ran into those guys out of, just out of Manchester and they had a commercial system that we contacted and they basically made us up a 60 litre pilot system oh, right. um, as a home brew kit so <laughs> right. I've still got it and we, we still do an occasional one off keg from it um, <laughs> But yeah, we got that. That's cool. And that was what I took to Ireland to you know, learn brewing on. Again, that was oh, eight or nine years ago. So um, it was a, a different market where if you turned up and was interested, mm. there weren't that many people right, yeah, yeah. coming in to people going, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were yeah, very receptive and happy to have a chat. And, yeah. So. That's awesome. Manchester is a very friendly city. Okay. Yeah, right. Really good bars and... Yeah. yeah, cool. So you mentioned the Cavalier thing, mm -hmm. which just from everything I've heard or we've heard, it just sounds like it must have been a big party crew. Is that like, <laughs> in my head, <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing like Sean from Kill Sprocket, the Kaiju guys, you guys, uh, 
Pendo. Well, for starters, that sounds like a pretty fun night. Ah, uh, yep. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah throw, throw a Dan in the works. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And I think we're all there for the right reason, for yeah, the right. love, of, the love of beer, and um, yeah, and just all had such a good connection on that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. whenever I see any of those guys, it's great. It's yeah. Read a recent interview with. Um, Sean, who's opened his new brewery up, he was saying, yeah, yeah. the Cavalier days was his best times brewing because, yeah, you're all talking to each other, all helping each other out, and it's just, yeah, going yeah. there any time. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah, you, you, you learn a lot. Like, everyone obviously has their experience and their view on what, how things should be done. Yep. Um, and, yeah, you, you've got to listen to that and go, well, this is going to work, this is not going to work, and you take your own aspect of it, but, um, yeah, for... Someone coming in, especially when you're starting a commercial brewery, there is so much to learn from upscaling from the home brew. Uh, and like Hendo was the most experienced brewer there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, his, his information was invaluable. Mm. But um, yeah, everyone had their own aspect and something to listen to and learn from. So. Sorry. <laughs> is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to hide it behind my back. <laughs> Pick it up, everything. How about Endo's bloody class of students at the awards the other day? Like, do you see that that almost he, every he, brewer he, that he, took he, an he award? He told me about it last night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, Endo. Yeah, <laughs> talk about his achievement. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was the Queensland Beer Awards or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I know Nat was up here to judge it. Oh really? Yeah, right. So he was up till Wednesday. We basically swapped over. He's <laughs> left Wednesday night. I came up Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um, we weren't in it, um, so he didn't pay much attention because it's not yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah, fair enough. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about uh, yeah, the yeah. recent judging that was up here. Um, but yeah, uh, he goes, yeah, all the breweries he deals with all meddled. And yeah, it's crazy. The, uh, well, yeah, Hendo is very much about the quality of the beer and mm. getting the style right. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's a, yeah, he's a wealth of information that new yeah. brewers have the chance to utilise and should. So, yeah. And he, he was saying last night he's going to take a, um, start a lecturing at a um, uni course. Oh yeah. Um, two days a week. Yeah, so right. It's, that's, that's good for the industry. It's, mm-hmm. You know, people coming in need to do it well because yep. you know, bad beer is bad for everyone. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. If people get it wrong, people come and go, oh, they try craft beer and I don't like it and I'll go back to Forex. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all lose. So. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's he, part he of the um, like the Queensland government did a craft beer initiative. I don't know if that's part of it, like the what he's doing in the uni there, like teaching the introduction to brewing or whatever it is. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should do what we've been saying for the last eighteen months and <laughs> actually catch up with the man. Get him on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him we were doing this today, and he, he he's, yeah he's doing something else, something more important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be hard to find something. He needs to take on an apprentice, like just get some balding fourteen year old and just <laughs> mini, <laughs> mini <laughs> mini <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a, a bearded forty year old and put your hand <laughs> up for that. <laughs> You're not quite forty yet, mate. We can shave your head. Yeah. <laughs> just don't shave my beard or <laughs> Yeah, nice. Um, so how did it come about that you go you and Kaiju went out? together or did you go out together or did they go out first you go out uh, first well they 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 took the leap because um they yeah they were a couple of years ahead of us okay. on the scene um and they basically outgrew the capacity that they could get at Cavalier um and so they said well we need our own brewery and they yeah, said to us do you want to come with us mm. and it's like yeah we we need to grow outside the one three thousand litre fermenter which is what we had at Cavalier ah, right. And um, yeah, it was definitely on the cards. Mm. And, um, love the guys. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah. And plus, um, I live in Frankston, and Cavalier was in Derriment, which is the other side of the city. And they were going, well, yeah, we're going to open a brewery in Dandenong, which is 20 minutes away from uh-huh. oh, perfect. It's like much better. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And like the kit that I was specking out was like, yeah, it's. It's, it's all better. Okay. Yeah, so right. it, was, it was always a step up and a great place to be. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And you, you just knew because of the experience you'd had at Cavalier that you'd be able to work together and... Well, yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to say new, <laughs> that'd be good. Um, you know, these things, you, you kind of leap into these things and you don't know for sure, but yeah, they, like, 
like they're awesome blokes like yeah, right. Nat and Cal are just um, yeah. <laughs> great people yeah, um, yeah. always done the right thing and yeah we work well together and um, yeah anything I need they accommodate mm. and um, yeah I do what I can for them so yeah right yeah. Um, so obviously you guys have got Outgang Bar which yes. we can talk about but the brew pub model is the thing that you see here everywhere it's all brew pubs yeah I don't know what it's like down there but um, is there anything off of the brewery that you guys have with Kaju or is it like a tasting room or whatever um, not really um, it's very um, industrial where okay. we have the brewery yeah, uh, right. it's a great space from producing things but yeah. not there's no residential area around it for a couple of k's Okay. Uh, no, See, tra- no transport. So. That's like the besides the ones in the city here, all the other like up the sunny coast and in all the other suburbs, the breweries are all in industrial areas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've, they've got the little yeah brew pubs attached to them. And so, our gang. Yes. Want to get there in May when we're down yeah. there? Not wanna. We that's we're a going definite. To. Yeah. If that's the only thing we do, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> good enough. Well, um, we get there Friday afternoon. Check into a hotel. Straight to the bar. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Is it, like, when you walk in there, do you know it's Exit's pub? Or is it separate? Not overly. Okay. And we probably should do a better job of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's always four odd beers. Like, it's a 12 uh, tap system. Yeah. Um, and we, like, have independent Australian beers as a rule. Um, there's usually four odd Exit beers on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, there's some Exit branding, but it's... um. And our gang is Flemish for exit. So ah! That's... <laughs> Maybe we yeah. could have Googled that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Waiting so, for your homework there, boss. <laughs> we are, we, we've been really busy being clever. And, uh, I, don't think I don't think it's working for us. <laughs> Sometimes you'd be too clever. Uh, yeah. People don't get it. Yeah. It has been on the cars that we possibly change it to exit tap room and things, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's... it's, it's not just about the beer either. We've got an amazing range of spirits and ah, Australian right. wine. Okay. So all independent all own independent, stuff. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Makes me want to check it out even more now. There you go. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely get down there. Yep. Mm. Yeah, no, and we do some beer cocktails, which are very interesting. Ah uh, yes. Cool yeah. cocktails. Yeah. And uh, that's not our, just blending two beers together. That's. <laughs> beers that's how I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah. Ian, Ian does a great job of. Uh, not two beers. He's one. Done, he's done that's extract of IPA and uh, oh. no, the the exit martini. Oh, um, exit. Espresso. Oh, with Mr. Blacks. Yeah. I saw that on. Yeah. In an email, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. So, you guys obviously have the brew pub scenarios, and you can keep your your product ticking over by selling it through Outgang. Yeah, a little bit. So, and um, uh, it's a yeah, it's a nice place to be able to put on anything, uh, any, any new beers go through there. So, mm. um, yeah, and we get direct feedback, which is great. Uh, but yeah, I think I, we yeah we probably need to publicise it more that it is the exit tap room. Cool. Um, That's exactly what I was wondering. And, and, <laughs> and, and, yeah, we, like we do festivals and we talk to people like, oh, you got a tap room? It's like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow. We should go there. So, yeah. so again, far too clever for our own good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What? Um, how, how does that work for you guys as far as package versus, you know, what you put through the bar, like percentage-wise? Um, the bar is fairly small. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, the output is, yeah, the bar would be a few percent of what we do. Oh, shit. So pretty oh. tiny. Yeah. yeah, right. So it is, it's only a small bar. There's, um, it's yeah, not a nice space, but it's only an 80-person kind of yeah, venue. Right. Yeah. Um, it's got a great beer garden in uh, Richmond, which is nice. So if you're there on a sunny day, go and sit out the back and have a, a nice pail. You beauty. But, or a Saison. Um, but or an amber if you haven't tried it. Yeah, <laughs> you should try the amber, really. It's <laughs> <laughs> like my favourite beer ever. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, your beers that have won awards. Um, so making sure you make flawless beers is what we've always wanted to do. And yeah, putting them in for awards is a great way to get feedback and make sure that you're hitting the, hitting the marks you want to hit. Um, to win trophies at the IBA is one of the pinnacles of mm. producing beer in the world really yep. um, it is the biggest uh, award 
annually in the world. Um, there's thousands of beers going to it, so to, yeah, gold medals are, are good, and trophies are, yeah. It's, it's a reason to go <laughs> drinking until 5 a.m. <laughs> Which I've done a couple of times and got in trouble for. <laughs> it just seems like a very small period of time from you being in Europe and starting to teach yourself how to brew to being an award-winning brewer. Like, do you, do you feel that? Like, it's insanely quick. I, I, I don't really think about it, but I, yeah, I guess I'm meticulous yeah. and um, a bit of a perfectionist. And um, I guess my background being in IT and I've got a math, math computer science degree and processes is, is what works for me. It's like, it's who I am. Yeah. Um, so brewing fits my personality. That that has struck me over the over the short period of time from what, 2014 to now. It's yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah, true. Um, and yeah, this, it was probably um, Crafty wrote an article when we won the trophy again last year, hmm. um, pointing out that we won two trophies um, and saying major breweries. Yeah. Over years have not done that. So yeah, yeah. It's like who are these guys and how do they do it? So, hmm. We see not as much exit here as we'd like to see, obviously. No. Um, and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and me. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, maybe that, that message isn't out there enough of, um, of how freaking good the beers I, are. Yeah, I think that's probably, again, the way I am driven is, as a perfectionist, I've spent all my time making the beer the as beer. good as I can. Right. Uh, and I've learnt over the... Well, I should have learnt earlier. Um, I'm not quick person um, <laughs> but I think marketing is our letdown and we've okay. done very little of that we made our own labels we yeah. got friends to design stuff we it's been very much a you know, yeah, right. backyard operation effectively mm-hmm. um, but still making the best beer possible yeah um, and so at the moment is what we're doing we're going through a marketing right yeah process program yeah. Uh, rebrand um, which Rebrand, is, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah, right. And I don't want to do it, but <laughs> apparently I have to. So. <laughs> re, uh, re, like when you say rebrand, like full. All the tins are going to change to oh, yeah, right. be shiny and pretty. <laughs> Neon. Uh, ne- ne- <laughs> Come on, I like the little farmhouse on the yellow saison can. Yeah, but the problem is, like, there's no um, consistency. Oh. So we've got the we got the yellow can for the saison, but we got the the Tron. Uh, and <laughs> the trunk, yeah. right. that's, that's good. So, I thought about that. Way. Which is, it's yeah, it's, it's an IT throwback and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, there's no consistency. And, yeah, right. So, and that's yeah, that's, oh, that's we, interesting. We Talk really about. want people to try the beer. Yeah. And yeah, we're confident they're going to like the beer. We just need to get <laughs> more people to try it. It probably gives us a, a bit of a decent opportunity to to talk to Dan, yeah? Right. <laughs> about, yeah. about Calibre and what you guys do. Yeah, basically, um, it was started in 2012. Um, just sort of found myself at a loose end, uh, having worked for a, an importer, a craft beer importer, and one of the pioneers of the industry, I suppose. And, um, and yeah, so that sort of uh, started coming to an end and decided that, um, you know, I'll try and fill a bit of a niche uh, position and, Get, get some good Australian beers coming in into Queensland. Who was around in 2012? Sorry? Who was around in 2012 doing good beer? Importer. Yeah, is, uh, the company was Inspire. Okay. Yeah, so he sort of, he was around about four years. Mm. Uh, so he was the one responsible for bringing McKellar and, and Rogue, uh, Yeasty Boys, uh, okay. a, lot of, a lot of the big hitters early on. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, so, and we sort of had national, national sales and, and I did a lot of in-state sort of work as well and that sort of led me to to meet a lot of good Australian breweries I suppose you know um, meeting Dave and Karen from Red Hill and those sort of guys early on like before I'd I'd started my own company so it all sort of led into that led into that and um, uh, you know Australian beer up until that point could be hit and miss in terms Mm. of quality so we could definitely see it sort of hitting the top of the hill I suppose and (laughs) in terms of quality and people starting to get it and make some good beers so you know and people are looking for more Australian beers as well so yes yeah, we decided to yeah, jump in there and start in the garage yeah, right. yeah just got some insulation in the garage and you know, I had to go and pick up the beer from a from my 
uh, transport company because I wouldn't deliver to my house. <laughs> so, yeah, it was about a, a 30 minute uh, each way trip to go and pick up the beer. Realised pretty early on my, my van couldn't hold a pallet of beer. <laughs> so, yeah, one pallet of, uh, you know, it was two trips yeah, to right. Archerfield uh, to go and pick up my stock and, yeah, sort of grew from there once, once we got into the warehouse. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so 2012, you started bringing in internationals, was it? No, no, all Australian. So basically, oh, sorry. yeah, all Australian beers. So when I did start, I, I actually created a company uh, to look at started, starting to import, basically, um, mm. and just fill, that, fill the shoes of uh, my previous employer. So um, I got knocked back from a couple of breweries, mm. um, one of them being Yeasty Boys, because they were sort of after a national distribution model. Oh, okay. um, I had a good relationship with those guys, and that sort of, that's when the cogs started moving. And went, mm. let's do Australian beer. Well, let's that's good. really promote that in, in Brisbane and well, yep. wider southeast. Queensland, so I suppose. Who was there at that point, Australian beer-wise? Uh, so we started off with Quinda. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. if you remember Quinda. <laughs> only from the Gabs archives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Quinda first on the roster, I think, and uh, Red Hill. Um, yep. A couple of the a couple of the old guys. Um, Cavalier weren't too far after that. So, And yeah. then uh, the Cavalier hub, I suppose, yeah, uh, right. started punching out a lot, of, a lot of good beers and a lot of good brewers. And... Went to a couple of Gabs events that uh, they're doing brewer showcases and just walked around going, "Hey, can we sign you up?" Scotty a Wolf of the Willows. Um, uh, so you're responsible. <laughs> <laughs> doing the just Queensland distribution, is it? Queensland, we go down to Byron Bay, so okay, yeah. yeah, and and we do send stuff up north as well, but yeah, predominantly southeast Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Mm. And uh, I saw just recently you've added Deeds and Brenda. Deeds uh, got added, yeah, week before last we started with them. Brenda, we haven't actually finished the paperwork oh. yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah you've got some inside info there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the week after next that's happening. So yeah, we've just got to okay all the stuff. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%, 100% yeah, so, and, uh, could, um, Bruhaha as well? Bruhaha, yeah. So uh, we were predominantly focused on bringing international uh, yep. Beers or interstate no. beers, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> interstate beers into Queensland. Um, yeah, and then we sort of met Matt and fell in love with his beers, and uh, yeah, Matt's yeah. a good bloke. And you know, we went, well, why aren't we doing some local stuff too? So mm. that sort yep. of started with that. And we sort of wrestled with the idea of doing a, a Brisbane based brewery as well. So Slipstream came on board. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we and that sort of finished end of last year as they sort of. Went off from the founders' first uh, hub, I suppose you can call it. That's okay. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, sort of left a bit of a local hole for us because um, we found that really works. Like a lot of a lot of uh, Brisbaneites are looking for local beers. So, yep, absolutely. Um, it's it's becoming quite hmm. quite a localised thing, I think, beer at the moment. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so yeah, Brenda coming on board. Um, yeah, it's smallish sort of size, which means the batches are going to be fresh. So yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, so we're going to just keep rotating that stuff through so, so yeah good inside info <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I got that <laughs> <laughs> um, from Ian Till maybe did you oh, yeah. did you see Ryan up yeah, there yeah be... I think you he told that? a couple of people you... oh. I don't think yeah. I, I barely remember the day but... <laughs> 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 stuck somewhere so what do you do for them in like for a local for example mm-hmm. in, so instead of them having to roll around every bloody venue themselves. Yep. Well, basically we're their sales arm, I suppose. Yeah, like, and that's right. how Matt Brewer sees it. He does the brewery, he's got his venue. Um, he's sort of, Matt's now the general manager, I suppose, of, yeah, of yep. Brewer. He's got a brewer in place and he sort of oversees the brewing, but okay. he's sort of the one-stop shop, I suppose. Everything goes through him. So he sort of sees us as his sales department. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, and logistics. Yeah, and which logistics. Is, which is a massive pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to run a brewery is like uh, delivery and storage, and uh, mm. it's, it's, it's a tough thing. And yeah, yeah. someone do it well for you, it's brilliant. So. Mm. Yeah, nice. I can see how it would definitely work for the interstaters, but I wondered. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So, mm. yeah, and you know, we're just offering them our, our network, I suppose, as well to be able to get the beers out a bit further. Yeah. So, yeah, at the yeah. moment, Ryan's doing everything himself. So, yeah. you know, one one person that, uh, you know, You're trying to brew it and trying to <laughs> yeah. sell it and try to, yeah, yeah, bugger that for a joke. 
he gets you know a call from someone at South Bank on the on a Thursday morning, Friday delivery, and someone else up north or someone yeah. on the sunny coast, and mm. you know he's then driving around for most of the day doing three deliveries. So, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, we sort of fill the gap for him really. Yeah. And you got a team on the ground? Yeah, so we just um, filled another another uh, position and full-time sales reps. So we got uh, two full-time sales reps and a part-time. Yeah, nice. uh, we started doing craft spirits, so same sort of thing. Oh, okay. Australian craft spirits. Uh, going to started last year. Um, so yeah, we've got a, a rep on on the ground, out selling that and promoting yeah. that as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So your roster is how big? <laughs> uh, so we've got ten at the moment. Ten. Yeah. So <laughs> ten ten breweries um, and the one cidery. Uh, obviously yep. Willie Smith's the best cider in the country. Oh, yeah. Willie Smith. Um, okay. Yeah, and we still do, uh, you know, one one brand that we did bring across from Inspire was uh, Gwinty Drake from uh, from Wales. Uh, okay. Some Welsh cider. Uh, so we do a, do a little bit of that. Yep. Um, just a bloody good cider we like to drink. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I sort of dipped my toe in the world of mead as well. Oh, and yeah. Imported Moonlight Meadery from the States. Okay. And, um, probably 20 years ahead of the, <laughs> the trend, I suppose. Uh, it's a pretty big thing in the States. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Australia's struggling to catch on yeah. at the moment. It's not ready for warm flat beer yet. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, I think Luke Robertson talks about me a lot. Yeah, yeah. we've even when uh, we had Michael from Moonlight come over and we did a podcast with yeah. with Ale of a Time and um, yeah, we did Gabs one year down in Melbourne, yeah. uh, three days just talking about mead and yeah, everyone right. loved it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, then trying to get them to buy it in the shops has been the challenge. So. <laughs> <laughs> how many um, how many spots? Down here, are you distributing to like how many? How many different venues? Yeah, uh, it's, it sort of does vary. I mean, there's guys that don't order for a while, and then they'll sort yeah, of pop okay. up. So yeah. I mean, we've we've probably got roughly 600 customers on Jesus. the books, but um, you know, not all active yeah. buying every week. But yeah. um, so if we see like exit anywhere, it's through you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any of those breweries? Do their own or is it like... No, no, so basically we like to have an exclusive arrangement. Right. We found pretty early on we were looking after Feral, for example. Okay. Um, you know, and they, they went into uh, ALM, which is like a larger mm. distribution company. And we do all the hard work, go and sell people and give them samples. Yeah. And, you know, they spend two weeks, but as, you know, getting them to <laughs> arrange it. And then, you know, oh, I just went and bought it from ALM. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. so, yeah, we went pretty early on that, you know, we sort yep. of need exclusive to make it work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. So basically, if we want to see more exit, yeah. Red Here's my card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to take yeah. a pile of your cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, okay. Nah, that's awesome. Is there any chance of Dan Murphy's actually stocking the Saison? I know you can order it through Dan Lo- Dan's online yep. to get direct from you guys sent out is there any chance of them having it in stores up here but that's no, done through the brewery as well so that's exclusive yeah. of us so we don't oh, want to see it yeah, yeah, right. so because gotcha. it's more of a national yeah. sort of thing but you know through dan's you can do state based and local based and all kinds of stuff mm. so um oh, yeah, okay. if, if if dan's are interested in going our beers into queensland i'll talk to dan hmm. yeah we'll have, we'll well, have a discussion yeah 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 cool yeah it's not much of a Saturday sesh when our glasses are dry. I know, I know. It's your turn. Can, yep. can we take a break and get a beer? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We had a break with a couple of beers and, and now we're back. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the dates on a Saison, your Saison, yeah, is the best before on it only because that's what the regulations want? Um, not even that. Not it's because I fucked up. Oh, no. okay. You've <laughs> <laughs> got the truth. Yes, uh, we do. So, yeah, so the date stamp is set to do it one year. Yeah. Regular, so packed on, best after. Um, and so previously, payoffs have been through it. Um, and then the Saison got canned, and I should have updated it to be. Okay, Saison, it could be five years, really. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely, it's like um, yeah, it's a beer that it's like yeah, it's a non-hop based flavour profile, so <coughs> kind of like your stouts and stuff like that. So they, it ages really well. Yeah, so, right. And um, uh, like classic Dupont is uh, often corked. Yep. So yep. 
yeah, yeah. skunked as well with the yeah, green uh, glass. Green, yeah. green mm. bottle, a little bit of light strike, a little bit of oxidation. It's kind okay. of part of the character. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And that's we, interesting. We didn't yeah. have, we didn't have at the bar end of last year, um, and we pulled out some um, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. Uh, iterations of the Saison. Oh wow. And had a tasting session, got, uh, got a couple of other breweries along. Um, so Boat Rocker were uh, involved, Matt came down and he had the uh, bread infused, um, wild fermented Saison and his, uh, his, I think it's called White Table, which okay. is, yeah, it was delicious. It's like, okay. it's, it's soured yep. Saison, um, but yeah. They nailed it. It was exactly what it should be. So, but yeah, saison is a beer that not is. It's not age dependent. It's yeah, yeah. What was the best one? Um, I actually really loved the 2016 bottle. Hey, yeah. So, and it was um, yeah, probably more oxidation because the bottling line didn't have as good do. Well, had had a a, a less efficient packaging process so more yeah, yeah. DO got into the bottle um, which on a saison aged it well yeah. Um, but yeah freshness wise um, cans are winning that's why uh, right. everyone seems to go into that way but yeah. You've got a few sneaky bottles of 2016 that can make their way to Queensland? P- possibly. Possibly. <laughs> My address is no. Yeah. <laughs> um, d- does that change anything as far as uh, dating cans versus bottles, or do you same? Um, I guess not overly, because for things like pale ales and IPAs, fresh is good. Mm. Um, but people just need to go. Well, it's a saison or a stout. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's um, and like we won the trophy for best stout at AOBA last year. That yep. beer was nine months old on purpose. Wow. It was like that's we, that's why I sort of my focus of that question where you've got the best before dates our best yeah best before dates is that because you have to have them on there to be able to sell them or is that um yeah that, that was asked for as a consumer thing yep. um and yeah I, it's yeah it's mm. it was a it was a process that we go well what what do people want yeah um yeah. as as myself i would just want a package on date because yeah, I know it's like, yeah, oh, I'm happy with that too. It's two months old, it's yeah. one month old. It's, yeah. Um, but as a distributor, we want the same, you know, we want informed customers making yeah. their own decision. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a clarity thing. It's like, well, okay, so this stout's four years old. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Can exactly. I, and that's, back back to the, uh, the old stories of going to Belgium, and um, we used to go to a, a store in Antwerp where they had... Um, Cuvée van der Kaiser, um, like 700 mil bottles, um, and each year, by uh, age, you paid an extra 50 ah. euro cents. Yeah, right. So yeah. Like you can get a you can get a fresh bottle of Cuvée van der Kaiser yeah, for three dollars, right. three euro fifty, <laughs> or you can get a 2018, 2016, 20, go back. Uh, uh, oh, uh, that's and, cool. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the culminator in Antwerp was a, an amazing beer store. Yeah. There you go, right? and you get Chamay or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm. that that reminds me of when we spoke to Sean. He was talking about uh, Sean from Kill Sprocket. How one of his local, I don't know, bottle shops or whatever, like had the shit that nobody else had. Yeah. And he had all the old stouts, and he was able to buy, you know. Bottles to do a vertical tasting of a stout yeah. for three years in a row. I went to a bottle shop the other day in Brisbane and he had a 2016 um, Clout Stout. Oh, on wow. special. Oh, Brisbane. Wow. On special. Oh. Yeah. So, how, how, uh, much, how much is your special price on the yeah, Clout Well, it was still more than I sold it to. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty cheap retail price. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's, that's mm. awesome. Can we ask what bottle shop are you keeping that secret? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The vine out of Cleveland, and he had a few oh, brew dogs yeah. like Double D and yep. that sort of stuff on special that he did sort of hanging around for a while, like purposely. Yeah, right. You know, nicely yeah. aging, I suppose. So. so people who are in the game would see mm. old bottles of dark beers and be like, 
shit, that's worth more than it was to get Absolutely. There's a brewery up here that releases uh, a series of double IPAs and different beers that have an eight-week shelf life. Great marketing. Yeah, well, yeah, it is marketing. And yep. style-wise, like if you're talking Neepers, probably you're about... Yeah. Yeah, you're you're about right on, like because yeah. they're all hoppy. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Those beers are very volatile, and that's what you'd the, like to see happen. As the, well. the best yeah. best before is about that. Okay. Um, so it depends. Yeah, the brewing process is interesting. So um, the hop addition and the oxidation is um, always going to be a process. So yeah. depending yeah. on style, whether it works well or poorly, and definitely the New England style. Yeah. Hazy beers. Yeah, yep. I know in the uh, past they have done the Hazy as one of their, their series. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, you just had a uh, Brecky Juice. Yeah. Exit and Rocky that was, Ridge. Yeah. That was, that was just about dead. And it, and was it tasted amazing. Ripping. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's an, an interesting beer. It's a different process again. There was no dry hop in that. That was um, okay. all. Oh, that's it. So the, the, it was basically fruit in fermenter. Oh, shit. Oh. So the fruity effect that mm. people like to see from hops was done with fruit. <laughs> so it's I didn't realise that. That's a, cool. a, a different process, so yeah, it's not going to... Was that yours or Rocky Ridge's influence on that part? That was mine. Yours? Awesome. So we brewed that one and then we did a reverse collab, as we call it. So okay. I went over to Perth uh, end of last year and that we did the... Uh, uh, we did a pale, yeah. um, which we called Tropical. Because okay. we use sack troy, sack troy yeast, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah really good. Um, obviously, quite highly hopped and dry hopped, but the yeast also threw a little bit of the pineapple uh, ester okay. uh, thing. So yeah, they, that, that's a, a good example for me personally of of where these collabs work. Like we don't get Rocky Ridge. Yeah. The fact that yeah we saw a Rocky Ridge beer because you guys did a collab with them. Yeah. It comes down to who brewed it, I suppose, and who's got distribution. Yeah. yeah. And so that. there's some value in doing those. Though. In some yeah. ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, yes, that's kind of half the point. One, it's fun, and two, um, they come over and they brew with, well, brew with me, and yeah. I brew with them, and often as a collab. You turn up and you have a few beers and, and you enjoy the day. So, like, yeah. The hard work's done before, though. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. It's, 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 signing the beer. Yeah. Yep. So, do they like? Surely you don't just email back and forth, phone call back and forth, work out what recipe sounds good, and then. What do you do mean? It? Surely you don't. And hope that they're alright. Like, well, yeah. It goes both ways as well, and like they know, they know, and they're making great beers over there. Yeah. So it's like I'm gonna go. Well, I haven't brewed with a Sacroy yeast before, so mm. um, it's like, oh, what do you think of this recipe? And I, I get a bit of input. I go, well, what about this? What about that? And the same coming back from them. They with the uh, breakfast juice, they actually said, oh, do you think it's too bitter? It's like, fuck no. It's, well, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I do like my beers. Better. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah. flavour profile. Shot so, um, so I blog, <laughs> and uh, I, did, I backed it off a couple of IBU, which is fair. And, and, <laughs> and actually, they were right because the fruit did add acidity, which um, yeah, you didn't need any more bitterness. There was plenty there yeah. anyway. So um, yeah, and same thing coming over from then. It's like, well, what do you think of this? And yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it, it is literally the recipe's done on over email. Uh, I guess because you know your system better than anyone else. If you're, yeah. you, you brew on it all the time, you know better than anyone else how it's gonna come out. So mm. what you think is the recipe I do on my brewery may be different from yeah, sure. what someone else would do on their brewery. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of go with that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And yeah, you, like, you collaborate with like-minded people who yeah. you believe in and go, yeah, you guys are making an awesome beer. Uh, yeah, but no. Really appreciate you sitting down with us, and, and I do come back to where it all started for us. What's your favourite exit be? Which is that one. Yeah. Where it starts. You tell me your favourite exit be. Well, oh, no. no. Yours is Milk Stout. Yeah, yours is a Saison, right? Mine is the Saison. It kind of sounds weird, Saison. Uh, yeah, well, Saison's an interesting style, I guess, because there's, for me, yeast character is a massive thing in 
Belgian styles of beers, yeah. and it carries through to the doubles, triples, quadruples. Um, but yeah, so Saison is probably the um, cleanest and driest version of what a Belgian beer is, um, and I just think it works really well. Yeah, yeah. So, from from a punter's point of view, it's like I, I see the word Saison, I don't know what to think of it, but then I drink it and it's like shit, that's like summertime, smash me down, make me refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't had a lot of Saison. I have probably four or five different ones. But yeah, the Exit Saison is probably my favourite. Has yeah. to be. It's and, just and the one I keep going back to. And the one we probably tried first. Yes. Yeah. Definitely, is, definitely yeah, tried definitely first. Definitely the first yeah. Saison and I've ever had. As yeah, my, it was my first commercial brew. And as, yeah, that's insane. As my first commercial brew, one, I was... Um, a strange way to go but also I was so nervous and um, yeah, the development of that recipe was went through so many iterations it's not funny oh really so with multiple yeast multiple bills uh, temperatures everything to just go oh, right um, so and that which is a, I guess the current beer market is releasing new beer every week mm-hmm. which doesn't allow for that um, development of yeah. You know, make it as good as you can. Perfection. <laughs> um, yeah. So Churn them out as quick as you can. That's yeah. pretty cool. And i got to admit, that, that almost contradicts what I was talking about at the start. I was talking to, about your brewing as almost an overnight success sort of thing. Like, you know, the way I, I spoke earlier was like, you yeah. know, you just started brewing and shit, you're an award-winning brewer. Um, yeah, ten, 10 years later, I've worked out what I'm doing. And that's the classic story of like, yeah, people work really hard in the background and end mm. up with something and they go, oh, you finally made it. It's like, oh, you've just done it now. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. We've been working on this for a long time. The iceberg small business, yeah. like what yeah, you yeah. see and yeah. what, what's actually. That's so true, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. 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 Nah, hey, I've had a great time. It's been brilliant. It's, yeah, yeah, awesome day. Thanks so much for, for chatting with us. <laughs> it's been great being up in uh, Brisbane and being hot and sweaty. Love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> you you walk for forty five minutes and come in here looking fresh. We walk for ten minutes and we're like, oh my god, we're dying. <laughs> it was only six minutes. But well, yeah. it felt like ten, which feels like an hour. Yeah. I trained up last year at uh, the beer um, beer week. Bruce Vegas, uh, yeah. when I was 36 and 95 percent humidity, all week is like Ridiculous. that's just yeah. horrible. Yeah. Party where it was like yeah. 39 and no no breeze. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll be flying solo for that one, so yeah. I'm going to cling on to you, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a date with a violet fans, unfortunately. Oh, it's uh, it's going to be a pretty big day. Actually. Yeah, keen as. Yeah, and thanks each for for chatting with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. Please take a couple of minutes to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Facebook and let us know how we're going and what we can do better. All right, gang. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.